0: welcome to albuquerque real estate talk episode 458 with tigo and tracy venturi of the venturi group of real broker here in albuquerque new mexico voted the number two uh, <laughs> albuquerque <laughs> podcast in albuquerque um i i've Something happened this week um, that, that came up um, and so we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Anyway, um, Tracy, great to be here. We, we've we been kind of missing for a couple of weeks. I had the assessor on a few weeks ago. We weren't able to um, do the show last week just because a yeah. lot of stuff. Um, busy
1: real estate
0: yeah busy real estate which is good but uh, we we come here every week talking about the residential real estate market in albuquerque and around the country as well so what do we have this week tracy
1: so we are going to talk market statistics right we can't of course we are we can't miss that we're also going to talk about vacant land you know we haven't talked about it for quite a while and there's a lot of a lot of things to know so we'll talk about vacant land um. What else?
0: We had two questions that came up, a buyer question, a seller question. So we'll do some questions of the week as it relates to the real estate market and things that buyers and sellers are asking when they're buying and selling.
1: Great. Let's jump right in. I know you've had a few interviews this week where people have asked you to um, talk about market statistics for Albuquerque metro area. So What's what's going on in real estate, Tigo?
0: You know the, the news in the last few weeks has been interest rates. Imagine that mortgage interest rates um, is still dominating the the story when we talk about real estate in, in the entire country. And because of course you know mortgage rates are, are nationwide; it's not just a local phenomenon. Um, and what's happened is is mortgage rates have bumped up to another uh, all time high which let's see if i look at the all chart- time
1: 20 year you mean yeah tw- twenty I mean, yeah, years. I mean,
0: yeah you're right i'm not sorry. all time uh, yeah not all time um, all time
1: is much 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 higher i mean we know people yeah. who had 18 percent interest rates
0: very good point thank we you we know people
1: who slept overnight outside of a bank to get a 12 percent first time home buyer
0: yeah mortgage that was a mortgage right that was yeah. my so sister since, since the 80s since since the mid late 80s when and so right yeah it, it in in what's the, the good news is the, the economy's strong in the United States. The bad news is when the economy's strong and there's a threat of inflation or more inflation, um, the Federal Reserve and you know diff- different entities are gonna do what they can to slow down the economy. And, and one of the biggest tools they have to slow down the economy is interest rates. The and, prime rate. Yeah, the prime rate, which affects the cost of money. And and I'll just, you know, I'll say it again, and I say it all the time is the Fed rate. It does not directly affect mortgage rates, but the Fed rate and and what the Fed charges in her bank um, affects the cost of money in general, which then trickles down into the bond market when the bond market then affects mortgage rates. And so there's still a lot of uncertainty out there. Um, But yeah, mortgage rates, you know, mid, you know, low to mid sevens for well qualified and for maybe not so well qualified it could be even a little higher than that i've i've heard you know some some eight handle uh mortgages out there these days
1: eight handle eight that, handle, that's that the, mortgage speak
0: that's the hip the hip cool way to say it
1: that's saying it's an eight percent interest rate eight
0: or more yeah yeah because i'm hip and cool you know
1: too hip for me <laughs> okay so what else
0: and and so that that's um that that's that's the big story and, and along with that is affordability challenges, you know, home affordability is, is at a pretty low number right now, just because of the appreciation we've had over the couple last couple of years, as well as these mortgage rates. And, uh, you know, w- what, what's happened is people that were, let's say. I, I'm trying to, the, the right term, I heard somebody say it this way, marginal buyers or marginal sellers. But when you say marginal, you it think of it as somebody, marginal. yeah, yeah, like like there's something.
1: Like there's something wrong. But
0: th- what it means in, in this context is they don't really have to sell and they don't really have to buy. So there's, you know, people that are are locked in at, you know, low mortgage rates aren't, and they don't really have a super need to move. They're staying put. And And so what we've seen is a lot less homes coming on the market than we have in a really, really long time and and people just not moving as often. But there's still a lot of people out there buying and selling. Here in Albuquerque, we see, you know, two, 250, 300 homes go under contract every single week. So it's not like nobody's buying homes and nobody's selling homes. It's just a much smaller number than we've seen in, in recent years. Uh, along with that, though, is so, so we've kind of got this, I, I, I saw an interview with uh, Logan Modishami, who's the housing wire um, market guy, market stats guy. He was on CNBC and he was just saying, you know, yeah, we're in a housing recession. And the, and the person that was interviewing him, she said, well, home prices have, go- have gone down. He goes, yeah, that's not my point. Right. We're in a housing recession in sales. The number of sales has dropped drastically. And just to give you an example here in Albuquerque, it's, you know, maybe 20% less homes are selling than just than just last year. But prices, on the other hand, have continued to go up in most parts of the country, Albuquerque here in particular. And one last thing to cap off the weekly update is the number of homes on the market here in the greater Albuquerque area seems to have plateaued, not as many people listing. We're still kind of basically have this equilibrium between homes coming on the market, homes going off the market. We're still at a very low supply level, low inventory, whatever whatever you want to call it, low number of homes on the market, um, uh, for sure. And there's still demand out there, so home prices have have been steady or or strong. Um, so we'll kind of see how it goes into fall. Usually, we do see home prices um, take take a breather this time of year. We don't see continued appreciation. The only years we saw that was in 2021 20, and 22. Home price appreciation continued all the way through late summer into winter. Very unusual where um, uh, last year, well, in 22, I take that back. We did see a pullback through the winter and we'll probably see a little bit of that this year. So typically, a, a lot there to, to digest. Um,
1: the the charts historical going back like 30 years show that's very common every year.
0: Yeah. So yeah. nothing yes. unusual there. So you have the seasonal patterns and in, in we do seem to be more into a normal seasonal pattern, unlike we had in 20 and uh, 21 for sure. So that's the, the, quicken, the quick market update. I know it could be way longer. It's, we know that.
1: I know you could keep going. I so could keep going. We're gonna-
0: but uh, the point is, you know, people are buying and selling homes, you know, that need to buy and sell homes. Mortgage rates are high. Affordability is tough. Um, but, you know, like I told a whole Big room of realtors the other day. It's like, yep, affordability is pretty crappy here in Albuquerque, but you know what? It's better than a lot of other markets.
1: A lot better than a lot of markets nearby. Yeah. So, Tigo, um, good job on all of the community things. You know, I don't even think we
0: gave our phone number when we we started the show. So, we better do that. You know, we got to be official here. It's the Venturi Group with Real Broker here in Albuquerque. And you can reach us at 505 448
1: 8888. And on YouTube on facebook on welcomehomeabq.com all those those great places so let's talk about land yes so you sent me a a beautiful sheet of definitions about land and i read through it and i went yeah these are really nice definitions um and then i thought but the reality when we get people calling us talking you know that they want to buy land is that um first of all i'm i saying, you know, what do you want to use the land for? We had somebody recently, they've purchased two parcels from us, very affordable lots that they just want to park some money and and leave it for years and years. So they were just like, yeah, you know, maybe it'll grow while, you know, the next 20, 30 years. But they weren't looking to build on it. They just wanted to have something invested in land. So,
0: And, and that's not an uncommon thing at all, especially in New Mexico, because we have so much of it. Um, but yeah, you, you park some, some money in some vacant land, very low, low cost to hold land. Basically you're just paying taxes.
1: Assuming it's not in a HOA or something, which if you buy a Mariposa lot, you still have to pay the homeowners association dues and things. But you know, these lots, one was Southwest, one was in Rio Rancho, low dollar. And you know, they said, we're still a ways from development, but maybe in my lifetime it'll get better. So, so there's the whole, what do you want to do with the land Tigo? So do you just want to hold it? Do you want to build on it? Do you want to build on it in the future? What's the vision? Right. Mm -hmm. And there's a huge difference in the land. If you want to build on it and maybe in the future versus, you know, like in the next couple of years, you know, there's a lot of implications and what we very often do is say, have you already found a builder? Right. You want to find land. You already have the builder in place. And you're
0: saying this in the context of somebody that's saying, you know what? I am going to build my custom home.
1: Right. I'm going to build a house. Yeah. And it might be a semi-custom home. Right. So, so the, the differences in land. So I, I, I
0: just want to clarify something. You said builder. So like when, when you're searching for land, should you find the land first or should find, find the builder first?
1: You should call us first.
0: Oh, there, and we can that. connect
1: everything. the The thing is, when I I have seen people who've gone out and bought a lot, they you know drove around, they picked a lot, they bought it. Oh, it was a good deal. It was what well, maybe it was a good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go to do building plans, and they didn't realize that some of the utilities they thought might be there aren't there, or how much it's going to cost to bring utilities to that lot. They knew that it didn't have the utilities, perhaps. But they hadn't already done an estimate to bring electric a, a quarter mile or a gas a quarter mile, or they didn't know that maybe along the river there's caliche that clay, and you have to do dirt work, and sometimes that dirt work is thirty thousand dollars. So you might get a cheap lot, and all of a sudden realize it's twenty thousand to bring utilities. You're going to need maybe need a septic tank, and that's going to be eight to twelve thousand, and you or might more. need or more, he might need to redo the dirt work and bring in engineered fill dirt or do something to make sure that it's not gonna have um, foundation issues in the future. So it's it's one of those things where it's really important to have a land expert in your corner, somebody who's worked with a lot of land, maybe worked with a lot of builders that really knows what what you're looking for. You know?
0: so, so one thing that comes up a lot is we we hear people saying, "Well, I want, oh, uh, well, I'm going to get a loan on my land," um, and then we say, "Well, is it developed or undeveloped?" And they go, "Well, what does that mean?" Right. And so, I, I just going through this this definition of what is developed land versus undeveloped land, and, and the short of it is, developed land means that it has man made improvements on the property. So it could be roads, utilities, uh, could even be structures, um, but generally it's your utilities and and your roads um and it, it it may even you know generate income so there's land that you could buy and maybe it becomes an rv storage right but would still maybe have some utility some sort of service and that could be um, a developed land um now th- the thing is if it's developed meaning it has services to the property you can probably get a loan on that now it's you know it's not going to be like a traditional. 30-year fixed rate, residential mortgage, but you could get a loan on it. And then we have undeveloped land. We're in New Mexico. We have a lot of undeveloped land. No pun intended. Lots. Huh. That wasn't funny, was it? <laughs> no. I, tr- I tried. Okay. It was kind of like dad joke territory, right? Okay. It wasn't. It
1: wasn't funny.
0: <laughs> so undeveloped lot. We have a lot of undeveloped lots, meaning it's maybe been subdivided at some point. Maybe it was, um, uh, meets and bounds kind of subdivision where it actually wasn't subdivided divided but it was actually you know platted, uh, platted out cut up into different different uh, ownership parcels um, but it's not going to have any improvements not going to have any structures sometimes it has roads sometimes it doesn't sometimes it has legal access sometimes it doesn't have legal access so that's that's undeveloped land and, and in most cases it's pretty difficult to get uh, financing for undeveloped land A lot of times, undeveloped land gets sold by seller financing, real estate contract, um, or it could get sold with some alternative financing. uh, You know, kind of what we call hard money lending too. But again, or cash, or cash. Or
1: it could be a trader in exchange. Could be a trader exchange. You know a lot about, right?
0: That's a whole other conversation. We
1: we sold a piece of land in the North Valley about 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. It was on Ranchitos. Yep. Um, We.
0: We took a house, we
1: took a house in trade, in trade, and we paid the difference between what the land value was and the house value. Mm -hmm. And it made it work because at the time there wasn't a big market for the land, but there was a decent market for the house. Well,
0: at the time that was probably 20. 13 and the housing market was pretty flooded with with supply it
1: was not a good time for land or houses at the time but it worked for us and for the seller because the seller had to leave the state and -hmm. didn't want to leave the house sitting empty and keep paying taxes and utilities on it whereas they could trade into the land and they didn't have to worry so much about the actual house structure because right. it was vacant land which is
0: vacant land so and, it
1: was much easier for them to take on vacant and, land And in
0: that case just to wrap up that story in that case we use the land because the land value is not as much as the value of the home the land value is less but we use the land value as down payment and then the seller uh, financed the ba- no I got no, a loan we on, got a loan we got for the a rest. loan on that yeah one, but we we're able to use the land as the equity in that, that new, new property. So, well, we kind of got off track there, but I just want to, you know, bring that up because I don't think people realize there's a lot of different ways you can put deals together like that. um, when we're dealing with land, which is a little bit harder to sell.
1: So now we've got some definitions and some information. I'm going to give some specifics. Awesome. So I think about North Albuquerque acres land, and we've helped quite a few people buy and sell North Albuquerque acres, Mm -hmm. North of Paseo, sort of from maybe wyoming east to the base of the mountains or to tramway or whatever well
0: there's that area south of paseo too but yeah i know anyway
1: a little bit south of Paseo, towards the north side of Tanoan there um so north albuquerque acres land i've had people want to buy there and they want to build a custom home now or in the future and the thing about it is the the prices and the value of the land there varies greatly because it's close to the foothills and there's a lot of arroyos that go through North Albuquerque Acres, and have, a lot of the roads there are dirt. A lot of there's some paved, but you know there's still people with horses and and farm animals in North Albuquerque Acres, which is great mm-hmm. for those that like that, and not great for people who don't like it. But um, but the land value can vary greatly because some of it is impacted by flood zone, and when you buy a lot that has some flood zone through it part of it might be buildable and part of it might not be so you have to get an engineer to go in and say this one third part of the lot you can build on or you would need to build up
0: the soil or the other situation is the part that you need to build on is on the other side of the arroyo or the the drainage or whatever you want to call it And so now you have to deal with getting across that to even get to the spot where you want to build.
1: And one of the things about that is you can't obstruct and change the water flow to affect other people down the arroyo so Mm -hmm. that the, the lots and the houses next to you, you can't like divert that arroyo away from your lot and make it go on someone else's property so so there's a whole engineer report that goes into the water flow where you can build and if you need to build up the soil level to be more out of the floodplain if you need a bridge if you need a culvert how it all works and all of that can be expensive so i i looked and i saw the cheapest lot sold recently in north albuquerque acres was 120,000.
0: hundred and twenty thousand. which that's a Basically, an acre they call them NAA acres because they're they're they're
1: point eight nine typically. Yeah, yeah. And this one was 0.89 There are a few that are like 0.73 Some a little bigger, like 0.98 on Elena.
0: So it's um, listed for that, or no, sold it's sold for... for
1: that. Okay, sold for one hundred and twenty. But I had looked this property up that this week. Cheap. Well, yeah, it's not really buildable. It's got floodplain on most of the lot. Uh, You're going to have to really do a a good engineer report to figure out how to work with that land and not make the water flow poorly on the neighbor next door. Um, it, it doesn't have a big building envelope, so to speak, and it's going to cost a lot if you want to build on that lot. Got it. It might be somebody just wants to hold it, but to build on its, you know it's going to be back up to that 200 plus thousand that the rest of the lots. So just for comparison, the most money or the highest price sold, um for a lot in north albuquerque acres 1.03 was 590 so very high price One point
0: zero three acres okay i thought you were saying 1.303 million
1: no sorry <laughs> okay 1. so,
0: 1.03 acres for how much i'm sorry i interrupted you
1: 590 hundred and ninety thousand. Never, never interrupt you yeah never um, so the average price per acre in North Albuquerque acres of all of the sold properties was 264,000 an acre. Interesting. And yeah. most of them are here under an acre, yeah. but that's the average. But you know what else is interesting about that? The average days on market from putting it on the market to closed or to pending was 190, but of the current, North Albuquerque acre lots that are listed for sale, they've been on the market on average 515 days.
0: So, there's a year some, and a half. Definitely some properties that have some challenges, that, and there's a reason they're not selling. Right. Would you say? Not, I mean, yeah, it, they're oh,
1: not priced for. I
0: haven't looked at it, but I mean, I'm just guessing that yeah. based on, on that. Yeah.
1: There are four in pending sale. And interestingly enough, average days on market is 205. Interesting. One of them though was eight days on market. So, you know, the rest of them, there was one for 545 days on market. So
0: I don't know if you did any research on this, but uh, I'm going to ask it is, you know, if somebody's wanting to build a custom home, they want to, you know, find their property and build a house on it. They've got a few choices around Albuquerque, you know, something that might have infrastructure at least nearby. Um, You know, what are their options? Where can they go if they want to build a custom home?
1: Well, we've got infill lots, which is on that uh, cheat sheet you gave of what our what definitions. Infill lots are lots that are kind of left in neighborhoods where there's existing homes, yeah. right? And they're all over the city. They're in Northeast. They're in the Valley. They're in Rio Rancho, yeah, you know, Las Lunas, whatever. So infill lots are possibilities because we know if there are houses next door, there's probably at least electricity. You don't have to have natural gas to build. You can do propane. You don't have to have a sewer line to build, you can do septics. Mm-hmm. So gas is, or electric is really the one that you need to have. And if there's houses in the area and there's a lot that kind of got missed or somebody never built on, those infill lots are everywhere.
0: You, you just made an interesting point. And I think I think I, I just want to highlight it because you know if you don't have interest, so let's think about all these properties in Rio Rancho where we have half acre lots that are, a lot of them are undeveloped. Um, But the thing that you can't just kind of go and get yourself is electric because you can drink a well to get your water. You can put in a septic system to do your septic. Um, you can do propane to get, you know, gas. But electric is, is a tough one to do yourself.
1: You know, we've had people call and they want to build out in Rio Rancho where there are no utilities and they want to put up solar or something to generate electricity and off be the off the grid. Off and the there grid. are a yeah. few off the grids out there. I'm not yeah. sure what services they really have, <laughs> but they have to haul water. Yep. And, you know, the, the well depth there is very deep unless they, you know, drill for their own water and have the electricity to run the pump. It would be expensive they might as well come closer in and get a lot that has utilities so speaking of that i have some stats okay different so wait wait wait
0: wait 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 i know wait i know you have stats
1: i'm sorry okay so vacant land in our multiple listing service yeah 3029 listings right now okay in our mls when i change that search and say must have gas and electric in the street somewhere available close in the street, on the property, stubbed in whatever, that drops from 3,029 to 596. Got it, about 600. So 600 parcels where in our whole MLS, which could be Grants, could be Santa Fe, could be Las Lunas, bolin Edgewood, right? It, it's the whole whoever put it in there, just under 600. When I say gas, electric and sewer, so it has to have sewer, that dropped to 337.
0: Yeah. so one-tenth interesting and 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 i'm gonna guess that that, you know there might be some gray area there too on on what's available you know the, the the thing is when i talk to home builders that are doing you know production building okay let's call it what it is tract building right they're building a tract of land you know it's a subdivided neighborhood all built out with you know curb gutter utilities everything ready to go They're still paying a hundred thousand dollars just for that.
1: Yeah, and it's not an acre.
0: Right, right. Yeah, no, no, that's just a a 40, 50 wide, you know, 40 wide, 50 wide lot. Yes. Okay, so I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna go back to other other stats. Okay. Rio Rancho. So I didn't do the how many of those three thousand were in Rio Rancho, but probably a lot of those lots were. But what I looked at was um ones with gas and electric. Available mm-hmm. stubbed in on property in the street at line okay. one of those classifications. Um, there's 14 of them available. So you think about probably of that 3,000, probably 2,000 at least are rear rancho land. Maybe the, not. Maybe it's a thousand.
0: Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of those, and some there's of those are of you know listed for a thousand dollars, right? Because they're just way out in the middle of you know there's just nothing there. Okay, but so but for gas those, and
1: electric but, there's 14 on the market
0: price. What are the prices? The on
1: prices this? are forty five thousand up to four point eight million for ten point three nine acres on Unser Boulevard across from Cabezon. Well, that's a,
0: yeah, but that's a for
1: actual but... city, you know, buildable up up to two thirty nine, but it's mostly one hundred fifty and below Got for Mia Rancho. There's one in pending, and then there's uh twenty five closed in the last year, averaging a hundred and forty five thousand per acre. Got it. Um, two of them, the most expensive two were on, uh, 14th street and 15th street. So just west of Rust hospital. Okay. And I would assume they had big views back to the mountains, you know, for somebody to build a custom home. So that's, you know, different from, from North Albuquerque acres where we have a lot of arroyos and things that change it, you know, on the North side of the street in North Albuquerque acres, people like the North side of the street. It has a little premium because the backyard faces the mountains. Yeah. So people like that view. Uh, in Rio Rancho, it's the east side of the street with a backyard facing the river in the mountains. Up, yeah. You know, across from Rust, there's a gradual slope upward there. And it's a lot of single-story custom homes right in there. So they have big mountain views from the other side of the river looking back at the mountain, Correct. which is beautiful. So those are them. I just pulled one other area of town just to have some more land stats i know um the valley so this is the whole valley north valley from i-40 north Um, there's 17 on the market with gas and electric available and the average list price per acre is 4.95 there's some parcels like 6.8 acres on rio grande for 2.7 million Um, but they start at 179 the cheapest in the valley right now with gas and electric, which happens to be on a paved street, is 1808 Calle Barberita for 1799. dollars hmm. And it's a nice little neighborhood of beautiful homes with a, um, beautiful landscaping. It's Griegos between Rio Grande and 12th Street.
0: So there's a lot of options. And it up.
1: happens to be listed by? Oh, Mid- by you. Venturi
0: Realty. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Oh, I know about that one.
1: You put the sign I in the, the ground. But that's the cheapest one on the market right now by um $35,000
0: interesting in the
1: north valley that has gas and electric and it happens to be on a paved street around beautiful homes
0: so just to wrap this conversation so if people are thinking about you know buying some land either using it for future development or just maybe to as an investment to park some money or to build there's lots of options obviously around albuquerque
1: there are my biggest takeaway is get with someone who really knows land as your realtor and talk to builders and have them look at the land before you buy it you know kind of look at you know like the parade of homes was great you go tour homes you meet builders like stillbrook and abrazo and westway and pulte and dr horton twilight you know some of those will build on your lot i know twilight will um i don't know about westway um but anyway you know we can help you with a builder Stillbrook will build on your lot and and have them come and look at the lot and make sure that what you're buying is you can build what you want on it and make it in your price range.
0: And then if somebody needs help putting together a financing package for that, we can uh, turn them on to the right people to help with that. Because that is a very specialized little world if you're going to be doing that. So, Tracy, yeah. wait, we we have to get to these questions.
1: Okay. But I just have to say, we have so many open houses this weekend. Oh. Several houses have come on the market. Yeah. Uh, 60 Camino Vega Verde, the south end of Corrales, Mm -hmm. 1,195,000 is open Saturday from 11 to 1. So right after the show, come see it. Um, Get on the website. There's... You know, Grace in Corrales, four hundred and fifty, gorgeous, gorgeous house in Rio Rancho. You know, I was gonna
0: say it's not Corrales, not Corrales
1: in Rio Rancho.
0: We have another Um, new listing. I I might as well mention it since we're talking about um, um, new new listings. One on uh, uh, Camino del Oro up in the Northeast Heights, eight seven one one one. It's has like the most amazing backyard swimming pool with pool pool oasis thing going on there and that Um, one's
1: open sunday
0: uh i i I believe so but i don't have it in front of me but um yep
1: yeah i saw the photos of the backyard it's pretty spectacular and the house is nice too yeah and it's close to what spain and wyoming or eubank or something so yeah look for that i'm not gonna
0: guess i'm not gonna guess that i don't remember um okay so tracy (laughs) i did want to hit on this because something came up and you know we do this every day and these questions come up and somebody. We were saying, okay, well, you have these contingencies when you when you put the home under contract as a buyer, and the and they were like, well, what's a contingency? And so, um, basically, a contingency is a a uh, let's see a, a, a term in the yeah, a term in the contract that allows the buyer to look at certain things to make sure that they. Are are good with the purchase, and they can move forward so, with the purchase.
1: Let's talk about what those might be. So, a financing contingency. If you say I'm going to buy this house contingent on getting this loan that's a contingency. And sometimes, you know, at the end, the loan doesn't work out. And that would be a reason why, you know, the contingency is in place.
0: And along with that, it could be an appraisal contingency. And we do have that as a standard, meaning it does have to appraise for the the correct value. And there's, I don't want to get into weeds on that, but you know, that, that's one of the contingencies. It could be inspections, inspecting the home. Again, these are, you know, all, all those things are negotiable and the buyer can, um, have inspections and uh, have a contingency having the home purchase subject to those inspections okay it could be um th- this is one of real standard contingency in the sense that hey i'll buy it but i have to sell my other home first so subject to the sale of a, of a current home
1: so we also had a seller question this week yeah okay so the seller said what happens after i get an offer and i get it accepted once once it's accepted, what happens?
0: Yeah, I thought that was a great question. Again, it's like we take these things for granted, but um, there's a whole process that happens where the buyer is it ties into our first question. It, you know, is the, the buyer doing their due diligence, doing their their different inspections and all their contingencies, right? And at the same time, um, getting title fixed up, and 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 the buyer is basically making the home available for all these different inspections and appraisals the seller is
1: making it available did i say buyer yeah Yeah. the seller's making the home available for all the different inspections but you know what's a seller doing while their home is under contract right they're figuring out where they're moving to how they're going to pack who's going to help them what moving trucks you know they have all those logistics to be thinking about because really it's heavy on the buyer's side doing their inspections and getting their loan if it's a loan taken care of and but the seller is sort of just waiting to see if the buyer is good with the condition of the house if their loan is going to be good but they're also trying to figure out the logistics of packing and moving
0: yeah so, fun times fun times yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but we do it every day and it works and yeah it and does, we love it, it, does and so, it
0: does no yeah. it's, it's it is a process um tracy again if people want to get a hold of us
1: yeah our website welcomehomeabq.com find tigo on youtube tube so much great information there we're obviously on facebook uh phone number four four eight eighty eight eighty eight we have a great team of people that work with both home buyers and home sellers. So we'd be happy to hear from you and land and land and see, I I know I counted one day I have sold over 200 parcels of land. Um, so anyway, yeah, reach out and we'd love to help you.
0: We're the Venturi Realty Group with Real Broker here in Albuquerque. Thanks again for watching. And, uh, uh, like I said, our pod, we were voted the number two podcast in the albuquerque area it's kind of cool i think it's just because we've been doing it for so long maybe that's how we won't we we got there maybe yeah yeah anyway thanks everybody have a great week